Welcome to Sky's the Limit with your host, yours truly, Sky Estroff. All right. Have you ever wished like you were taught to cook and got a culinary background from a young age? Elisa Oliver, 2022 Georgia Pro Start Teacher of the Year and Chef Educator of the Year is doing just that as the culinary arts instructor at Riverwood High School. She teaches 250 kids a week. And I wish that I could go back to high school just to take her class and hang out with Elisa because as you're going to hear, she's a pretty fun lady too. So today we're going to learn about her career journey, what it's like being a culinary instructor and teaching Gen Z of all generations in this day and age, teaching them all the culinary skills. We're going to answer some FAQs about cooking and so much more. So welcome to the podcast, Elisa. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. Okay. I got that number right, right? 250 about well, students this that year you have? 226. Yes. Okay. So it just, it varies, but they're ninth through 12th grade and it's an elective. And so I have a big wait list for my intro, but 226 total. Yes. Holy moly. I would imagine that some of those kids count as two, like 226 high schoolers uh, is like a thousand adults. Well, some count as three. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very much so. It's that herding cats is like not an understatement for you. Correct. Is that a day in the life? Yes. Yeah. Every day. But I, I thrive on chaos. I think all chefs do. Right. Mm -hmm. But also with high school, you never know what you're coming into on the day-to-day yeah. -day basis. So I have an idea, mm -hmm. but then they throw me a curveball, or there's a fire drill, or, you know, we have something that goes on at a high school setting when our high school has 1800 students. Holy moly. And okay. Out of 1800 students, tell me if this is right too, because numbers are not really my skill set, but don't like almost 500 students apply to be in your class each year? This year was about 419. Yeah. And I only have 99 spots, but that oh, is ninth and 10th. And so I have kids, it sounds crazy, but in sixth grade, you know, in middle school already emailing me, Hey, wow. I want to be in your class. Hey, can you, and this is my 10th <laughs> year, you know, at Riverwood and I've been teaching for 10 years. So, it's kind of, they just hear, I think reputation carries, um, you know, a big weight on what they hear about the class. I think that's so cool. That must be flattering and maybe nice a tinge annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's like you kind it's of. It's hard being popular. Uh, yes. It's, you have to be selective. <laughs> right. It's hard. Yeah. But I would imagine if you're getting a flood of emails from middle school parents, then that would be a little cringe, but maybe it is still flattering. Yeah. It's nice. I mean, you know, these kids. It's culinary, but in the DOE, which is the Department of Education for the state of Georgia, we mm -hmm. are hospitality, tourism, culinary. Yes. So not every kid wants to come in and be a chef. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I tell them hospitality, tourism will never go out of style. Never. Get a job that will never be replaced by, you know, a robot or a computer right. or AI as what they're experiencing now. So, um, you know, it is nice, but it's also... I don't want to pick either. So it's just random selection, which I think is oh, also wow. crazy. So no yes. way. Yeah. So I live nobody... in the community with the school, right? So I'm not going to pick one kid over another. Oh my God. That. I will say that kind of stinks to be the student because I, I don't want to admit to it, but like my mom was, or she's still an interior designer, but she was the interior designer for the head counselor at my high school. So no freshman got intro to art. It was really hard to get into, but my mom happened to design his house. So I kind of got in my art path early right. in high school. So it was like, there's still that game, but with you, no random selection, you either make it well, or you don't. And random. If you don't get in a ninth grade, you get first dibs, 10th grade, but there's still such okay. a wait list, but it's also, I think kids, you know, it's an elective, right? Right. We are no longer home ec. We are culinary arts. Yeah. I, um, in 2015, started designing this new space. Um, mm -hmm. And we opened the new kitchen and the new high school and 
2018 yeah. and it's 4,000 square feet and it is, I mean, it's nicer than some rest, a lot of restaurants. Yeah. In. And so, you know, it's, it's a lot going on and I think, um, cooking and, you know, uh, time management, micromanaging every little thing. I'm the only teacher, um, mm. in the program. So <laughs> it's me and all these kids and it's, I'm a chef first and a teacher second. Right. So it's, yeah. they, they learn life skills more than the cooking aspect. I need them to be successful once they get out of these four walls of high school. Absolutely. Well, and I think it's so integral, like this knowledge you're talking about, okay, come to this program. It's something that you're not going to have to compete with a robot and it will give you a career path for anything that you want. But it's also just the skills that you need to be a successful human, I think. And I think that's also very interesting that you're saying that this program used to be called Home Ec because my mom actually, interior designer mom, she multifaceted lady, also was a Home Ec instructor. But what you do is not the same at all no. to me. You are pretty much a culinary institution. You are I, the things that you do. I mean, we're going to get into the nitty gritty, but it is far and away. And I'm not dissing on HOMEC. I just think your program is so specific and so incredible. And like, yeah, you're pretty much going to culinary school as a high schooler. Um, oh, absolutely. And the math part, you know, they all, I hate math. Well, how much does this cost, right? So we get a budget right. every year and I've got to divide it among the students. And then we cater all the time. I have 26 caterings before February the 1st. <gasps> so making making the money, how are we making money? What is a credit and debit card? Um, how are you paying for college? Do you have a resume? Are you looking people in the eye when you interview? Why are you late, right? Why are you not <laughs> yes. on time? Um, you know, or cleaning up after yourself and self-responsibility. Um, it's a lot of different aspects that when they get out in the real world, a lot of them call me and go, wow, mm -hmm. I wish I'm really grateful for you. Now you made me a little mad some days, yes. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, it pays off as in life skills and being successful in that. Absolutely. Those are so important for every path that they could take and it's kind of nice to have you're kind of the leader that you got to have a little fear of you but you're also a friend at the same time if they weren't mm. a little bit scared of you you wouldn't be able to guide them and actually be strict enough with them for them to respect you there has to be that balance and to me from an outsider and i have been in your gorgeous new kitchen it i've seen that they respect you and want you to be proud of them and i think that's such a cool thing to see in this day and age well and you know i have these students from ninth tenth and eleventh grade and then a lot seniors so they stay with me who yeah. has the same teacher four years in a row of high school yeah right so you have to build that rapport build that relationship and every day is not good i mean but it's also how do you you know i tell these students all the time we all make mistakes. How do you bounce back? Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. all about understanding and learning from your mistake. And that's cooking. I mean, one kid stared at the oven today. We're making biscuits. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I just, I can't take it out. It's just too hot. I just can't take it out. How, then how is it going to get out? How's it going to get out? You know, so you're going to have to take it out. And then every other kid is screaming because now the temperature of the oven is going down and their biscuits aren't cooking. And so it's, you know, there's no hesitation and you just got to make a decision. So it's, it's a lot of life skills going into one, but yeah, the respect factor, you know, and I was in industry and it's hard, especially it's hard being the only female. Absolutely. Oh, I could riff on that a million different ways, but I do right. want to go back to the beginning okay. for you as you, as a person turning into you as the culinary instructor and this acclaimed personality in Atlanta, but like, did you grow up in Indianola, Mississippi, or is that yes, where your family's so, from? Because I know we have overlapping like Southern roots and stuff. Yes. So grew up in Indianola, Mississippi. I was born in New Orleans and then okay. grew up in Indianola. My family is still there. Um, yeah. And that's the Mississippi Delta. It is very small. <laughs> um, but um, I do have a brother with several palsy. So we moved to Memphis in third okay. grade. 
um, but we still had our house in Indianola. So went back and forth. I graduated from an all-girls Catholic school in Memphis High School mm -hmm. and headed to college. And um, Middle Tennessee State was undergrad, and then I went yeah. to Ole Miss for grad school. And awesome. my grandfather was an All-American quarterback at Ole Miss, so I had to go back and, you know, hotty <laughs> season, hotty tie. Yeah. And then um, ended up coming to Atlanta for New Year's and met this guy. And we're supposed <laughs> to stay three days and stayed eight and then moved to Atlanta February the 5th. So wow, um, he was in law school and I loved, I loved cooking and I'm a control freak. You know, as a chef, <laughs> we love things that instant gratification, but also things that we can control and change. And, um, and so I went to Lake Cordon Bleu when it was open. Mm -hmm. um, sadly, all the culinary schools are mm -hmm. seeming to close. Johnson and Wales still open, but, um, yeah. and after culinary school, I went to Cherokee country club, worked with Kevin Rathman and went to canoe and staged a lot. Yeah. Um, worked with Nick Melvin. Um, you know, who does do South pickles and he is yeah. fantastic. And he was my first real mentor. And then at Rathman's, you know, still in touch with chef Kevin and it's fabulous. So went to Cherokee country club. Yeah. Worked there. And then when I left Cherokee, I worked at Viking cooking school and I was wow. a personal chef outside as well. And somebody said, you need to teach high school. Say what? Like, I didn't <laughs> even know it was a thing. So me and my husband had gotten married and we moved to Sandy Springs and we bought a house closed in September. And I started at Riverwood high school in 2013 fall. Wow. Um, so not a teacher. I was a chef. So uh, I had to go to Georgia state and get another education degree to be a teacher. So it's just, you know, but it's also, it's my calling. I mean, as a chef to have nights and weekends off mm -hmm. and have a spring break mm -hmm. and have a summer, mm -hmm. it's unheard of you know, but also every day is different. It's not monotonous. It's not the same menu. I, so you never I mean, know what mood these kids are in. So it just throws you They might be ball. too scared to open the oven for their biscuits. Uh, I mean, <laughs> open the oven, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, just, we're going to just get you some good potholders up to your elbows and you're just going to get used to opening Right, and that oven. was the thing, you know, a kid grabbed his biscuits today with a wet potholder. Oh no, oh no, oh no. And I thought, when I was staging for Kevin Rathman, this is in 2010, mm. and I grabbed a pan mm. of bacon with a wet potholder. Oh my God, oh my God. It was 558, <gasps> service line opens at six. I had two options. I could drop that pan, and I would never be asked back, or uh -huh. I could just grab it and put yep. it on the counter, and that's what you do. <laughs> So, it's like know, constantly it, calculating it, the risks it, and, the, and the and consequences. And it's chaos here, yeah. which I thrive. And that. for everybody listening that I don't, I feel like it's common terminology at this point, but stodging me, it's pretty much like an unpaid internship working in the kitchens right. of restaurant, like learning under people and getting that experience. Right. As Anthony, yeah. I mean, yeah, you stodge and you go see what works and what doesn't. And I love the restaurant scene, but the country club scene was more my speed, you know, I mean, yeah. you got out earlier, we worked a lot, you got overtime hours, you got benefits, mm. you got 401k. I mean, you couldn't in Cherokee. I mean, you know, Dang. I worked under the best, I mean, certified master chef, you know, so they, they're known for having really good candied bacon at Cherokee country club. Did you ever make today. that? Yes. And you know, the <laughs> women, I always laughed about this with uh, my executive chef at the time who was Kevin Walker. Okay. He left Cherokee, went to Ansley, and now is retired. He's fantastic. And, you know, the women used to get it and just hide it in their purse. And I'm like, if you want some more, you know, <laughs> we can get it to go, you know. But they would just, oh, it's like, it's like crack. It's like, it's candy bacon. And it, it is good. I mean, it, but it's addicting. Okay. But... <laughs> I'm going to have to yes. control myself from laughing. Right. Dad, I know you're listening. True story, Elisa. You may have been there overlapping when my dad did this. Their company always had their holiday party at Cherokee Country Club. He okay. knew that candy bacon was going to be on the menu. He started bringing a plastic bag in his damn tuxedo jacket. Who would have given you a bag? I know. Like, <laughs> you're at a country club. Let's act accordingly. But yeah. no, he'd be like, Sky, you got to try taste this bacon. He'd bring me the bacon home. It was delicious. But I was just like, this is a bit tacky, but also hilarious. And I'm glad that I could use that as content for a podcast, you know, 15 years later. But here Absolutely. we are. Yes. <laughs> 
I didn't know that that was normal for people to do that. Is it normal? But you know, we, we, we're okay with it. You know, I just kind of turned aside. I just, you know, Hey Linda, you want some more? I mean, you know, whatever you want. Like there's some weird things that you see. Yeah. You see, you see weird things in a country club. You see weird things stodging in a kitchen. You see weird things as a chef in a kitchen. You see weird things as you are a culinary instructor in a kitchen, wherever you go. Especially high school. Very odd. Yes. Comedy follows you. Like you every day, every day is something new. Do you want a dentist that actually spends time getting to know you and your needs? A practice that not only provides regular cleanings, but also excels in straightening teeth, replacing missing teeth, and helping highly anxious patients? Peach Dental is a family-owned practice that does just that. If you're looking for an elevated dental experience, join me at Peach Dental. It's where I go to keep my teeth healthy. Dr. Resnick is offering a special discount for Sky's the Limit listeners. Get 15% off teeth whitening and a 10% discount off of their office membership plan. Visit peachdentalatl.com to learn more and book your appointment. Again, that's peachdentalatl.com. Whenever you actually have a spare moment of time, maybe when you become an empty nester at some point, like mm-hmm. you could have a comedy career on the side too, just oh, to I tell totally the stories agree. of the kitchens. I mean, yeah. I think me and Heather McMahon would just get along fabulously. Yes. Um, both old mess, both. <laughs> so if you're listening, Heather, no, I'm just, yeah, no, but I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you can't make this up. No, you, you, you can't, you know, there, there is no possible way. So, no. um, you know, asking if a chicken nugget today is a baby chick. I understand that it's small, Stephanie, but um, <laughs> no, no, it is not. Um, so, it, it, you know, the questions that I get are very, um, but I, I, I tell them a, a, a bad question is one that's not asked. True. So ask yes. away. Yes. And you don't want somebody then going to like culinary school or going to any school or going home even Mm -hmm. to their dinner table with their parents and repeating information saying, oh, I learned in Miss Oliver's class that a a chicken nugget is a baby chick. You want to make sure they have their facts straight if they're coming out of your classroom. Correct. And we we had 66 students last week take apart chickens 12 ways. And when they found the tender, you -hmm. would have think we struck gold because they they thought it was a myth. That was the, yes, it was a myth. Um, so, you know, little things like that do make my day and I'm never surprised. So like, that is so funny. Chicken fabrication. One of those things that the average individual, because home ec classes and culinary classes across the country, you're already naming that culinary schools are closing across the country. It's, it's coming far and few between for people to have real this week. What? It's closing this week. So kids that are enrolled. It's over. <sighs> it's wild. It's like, what do you think? I mean, because obviously there's an appeal with everybody. People are putting out a ton of videos on Instagram and TikTok and social media. And there's a lot of intrigue of watching this type of content. And people are not cooking less, are they? Or what do you think is bringing down the like interest in enrollment in culinary? I think it's, you know, I mean, it's not, it's a very hard job, right? This is not a glamorous job. I mean, my nails don't get done. I don't wear a lot of makeup. It's on your feet. I mean, this is the first time I have sat down today. So, you know, we're at in mid afternoon and I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, pushing 17,000 steps. Good God. There is no, you know, downtime. And so I think our society too, you know, oh, I want a job. They want the money. They don't want to work. Well, Mm -hmm. our restaurants thrive on, you know, the food can be okay. The service needs to be excellent. Yeah. We need hospitality. People pay to stay at an expensive hotel because of, you know, the, the glitz and glam of being treated that way. But it's also, you know, in culinary school, it's a lot of money to go to culinary school. Yeah. And, and so I give you all the skill set here that you can take to somewhere else and get a business degree, entrepreneurs. I mean, Mm -hmm. who is feeding Beyonce? That's what I want to know. You know, (laughs) at her concert, I'm going, okay, you know, this body or, you know, Taylor Swift's in the news a lot. Who is feeding her? Somebody's in charge of that or somebody's in charge of, um, you know, one of my really close friends just got the job as 
head chef of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <sighs> How cool is that, right? Like, so there's all these jobs. Food photography is so big. So yeah. if you're into art, do that. Why don't you mm -hmm. draw something? You know, work for, take pictures, do reviews. There are a thousand jobs in this industry mm -hmm. waiting to be, um, you know, gotten, wake up every day with a job that you love. I wake up every day and I am pumped yes. to come to work. Once Good. I, you know, get my six and eight year old girls out of bed, <laughs> um, you know, and get them ready for first and third grade, I come here and, you know, see what's going on in high school. But it's one of those things where the drive of working in our society right now is I mm -hmm. want the easy money. And that's not reality. Yeah. Well, and I would also say like what you're like elaborating on what you're saying is that maybe these big jobs in culinary and chefs and everything, it's not as one track. They're not only pulling from culinary school. Maybe they're people that are self-taught or learning in a different avenue and it's not just plucking from the culinary school absolutely not but also yeah. some of my best some of the best chefs i know started as a dishwasher yeah it's the, work and, your and way I up put this i put this in a lot of kids heads it's the willingness to learn yes if you have the willingness to learn then you can do anything on this planet yeah but i can't make you want this even though this is an elective once they get in they're very overwhelmed you either want it or you don't, you know, you mm -hmm. either want, I tell them a high school diploma is the easiest thing you can do in life. Start with yeah. that. And then as you don't have to go to college, yeah. but I need you to be successful and employable when you get out of high school. Yes. So that is the willingness to work. Are you willing to do that over time where then your boss says, Oh, you know, here's a promotion. Yep. You know, so it, it's, it's, do you want to be taught or do you already think you know everything? And I love this profession because every day is something new. Yes. Every day, a new trend. I mean, you know, the, the new trend is on TikTok is the uh -huh. carrots with the Parmesan cheese. Have yes. you seen that? The okay. smashed carrots and then well, you bake them. Yeah, we didn't and, smash. Oh, so you didn't one, smash. What, you just no, did it. So they okay. were doing um, Batonet and Julianne and fine Julianne and I made mm -hmm. them make planks. And I put them in and we tried them. The yeah. kids were obsessed, but it's so easy. Right. So these are little things where, you know, I take apart a chicken 12 ways. Now I can cook it eight ways. Now I make stock, what's stock and broth, you know, like mm -hmm. little things that they now go to the grocery store or they tell or correct their parent <laughs> and they say, <laughs> you know, they say, oh, well, this is what you need to do now, you know? So, and eating out is so expensive. It's a luxury. Yes. It doesn't matter if you go to McDonald's or if you're going, you know, to bones, yeah, it is expensive regardless. And so totally. it's a luxury where, you know, if I'm going out to eat, I would like the experience to be, you know, good all around. Totally. Well, and I even, I was at like Chipotle recently, which that's a whole other TikTok rabbit hole of like Chipotle's kind of gone down, but the price has gone up exponentially. It's not fast food is not just easy, like $5 investment. It's a larger investment. But that being said, when you know how to cook and balance a budget and then be able to be efficient with the foods that you have. And like you're saying, use the bones, make a stock, use like of a chicken and all of this. It just makes you a better steward of your own income and your own right. money. And but also like, food waste is, yeah. it, it's, it's insane, you know, and working um, like today, right? So the kids made, they did their small dice and French fried potatoes. Yeah. Well, we made mashed potatoes, but then with the extra mashed potatoes, now we're going to make a potato cheese soup, right? Utilizing yes. everything. And that goes deeper, which is another, you know, rabbit hole of yeah. sustainability. I mean, yes, we are, we have an award-winning garden at our school that Fulton so County cool. called us down to the Capitol and we got this award and it's like science plants it and yeah. we upkeep eat it, it, you know, and oh, upkeep. Yeah. And it's just one of those things of you know, what is food waste? You don't think about it unless you're paying for it. Yep. And in yep. a restaurant, it could be make or break. That's a whole other lesson that you're instilling in your students too, of knowing where your food comes from and Absolutely. how it gets to your table, because that's a missing moment in time because people just in this day and age, people my age that are just going out to eat for every meal, they don't even know how to cook, can barely boil water to make pasta. They do not understand 
you pl- you plant a carrot and it grows underground and you pluck it out of the ground and then this is what it looks like. There are I think it'd be really funny to do like a TikTok series or something on like where does this come from? And like people have to guess on it because they have no idea where right. their food is is coming from these days. Right. And it's like we're making risotto tomorrow. So I demoed yeah. it yesterday and you know the kids, why don't we wash the mushrooms? Well, they're made of water. Yeah. So we washed them and they watched and they saw them two days later and they're uh-huh. grimy and slimy and not, I mean, and probably so, a little pink. Right. I mean, too. It, yeah. yeah. And it's just, you know, things that open their eyes and go, wow, I never knew it. But also they teach me things, you know, yes. we're making, um, we're making tiramisu. We just made it for 200 today for an event Dang. on Sunday. Casual. Yeah. But it's, it, yeah. <laughs> and it's no raw <laughs> eggs. And my Italian friend said, no raw eggs. You're not making it traditional. You're not, you know, putting in the yolks and doing all the, but it's for Sunday. We're closed. We're a high school. Right. Right. So, right. you know, then we improvise and we come up with different recipes, taste just as good, not the traditional way. So, mm-hmm. you know, and the kids and it's the creativity part of it. Yes, it totally is. And knowing that like, yes, there are recipes, there's a formula to cooking, but when you learn the basics, everything can kind of be utilized with what you've got and you can make it your own and like apply that creativity to it. And like the other thing, I mean, we've referenced chicken, chicken fabrication lab and potatoes and stuff like that, but walk me through what a day of your lesson planning looks like. Cause I know from following you on Instagram and following RICS culinary on Instagram, I see, you know, the, the tray with the parchment paper written out, you know, this is a drumstick. Like this is, um, another part of the chicken, whatever. But how does that like lesson go for you and your students? So I'll, I'll just start with this intro to culinary. They just took their food handler. Right. Yeah. So serve safe food handler culinary two will take manager and every kid will take the manager exam. So at the end of the semester, end of May, we have about 58 kids who have serve safe manager ready to go, wow. you know, which is amazing for our industry. But yes, we start with measuring. So my ninth and 10th graders today made biscuits. Mm-hmm. It's only three ingredients, mm-hmm. but if it doesn't rise, if the, if the butter melts, then you didn't follow the recipe. If the buttermilk is not cold, then there's an issue there as well. Yeah. So, Um, you know, and then we go through measuring and different things. Then we go into culinary one and that is knife skills and then breaking down the chicken and then they do soups, stocks and sauces. And so we were in the middle of our huge soup sale. We sell four soups, they're $15 a quart and we sell them to the community. And so everything is from scratch. Um, culinary two is in the middle of breakfast right now. And egg cookery is something else. (laughs) Um, it is, you know, they've got to cook eggs 10 different ways and understand how fast egg cookery is. You know, I tell them go to waffle house. You can't mess up an egg, right? I mean, it is, it is fast. It is efficient, but, um, they have to be in dress code in my kitchen. So they have to, you know, no holes in their pants. They've got to non-slip shoes, non-slip shoes no jewelry at all. I'm sorry that you just got that pierced. It's cute, but you're going to need to take it out. Um, and you know, the hairnet and the apron. And then when we walk in red and green buckets, sanitation, I mean, is one one yeah. Um, and you know, they all get in their groups and they have a composition notebook with the recipe already written. Mm-hmm. I always do a demo whether they pay attention or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put it on my YouTube channel so they can always reflect that, but it's, You know, it's one of those things where I just kind of let them loose. You don't learn unless you fail. Yeah. And then we talk about why did you fail, right? Like why, what is going on with, you know, the issue of you not getting the solution right. And like mayonnaise, some of them will make it 12 to 15 times, (laughs) but they do it till they get it. And emulsification is two things that don't want to be together. Make yes. them be together, egg yolk and oil, right? Yes. Oil. They always make oil. fun of that. Joke. Yes, and I don't know, instead of oil. <laughs> I mean, I just can't. So, uh, but you know, making sure that we, you know, fail because everybody in their job makes a mistake. I would not be. I think I'm a pretty good chef, and I feel like if I wouldn't have failed a lot of times, there's no way I could have learned from that. Yeah. You know, and that's the only way to learn. It, the another thing that it's just like 
if that was something that I had drilled in my head as a high schooler, the amount of like, I just puts life in a different perspective or it just adds that vantage point as you're growing and developing your career journey to be like, wait, failure is a part of the process. Failure is something that I'm supposed to experience because I'm going to learn from it and do better on the other side of it. Well, here, you know, you brought up Gen Z. Here's my, and I I don't want to sound old, right? But, and I love social media. Yeah, It's killing the society in a way because they're so into perfection and filters. And this is what I should look like that they Mm -hmm. don't want to fail when failure is okay. But let's fix it. Right. If you get mad or angry or have emotions, it's okay to have those. How do you deal with those? Mm. And, you know, I go to the freezer and I yell in the freezer and I've been doing that (laughs) since I joined culinary school. So, um, you know, it's negative 10 and nobody can hear me. Yeah. Um, So it's therapeutic. It's and uh, and your Instagram bio, too, of cry in the walk in the cry in the walk in because you can't cry in the freezer because it's too cold. So, um, (laughs) you know, but everybody has moments. It's how you learn from those moments. And every single day in our industry is something new. And that's what makes it so exciting for me. I could not be somebody that goes into the same job and does the same thing over and over. It just, you know, it would be boring to me. Obviously, you can't sit down either. Like this is 17,000 steps in your kitchen. I know it's 4,000 square feet, but still, you're well, and they have knives, and they, you know, there's fire and there's, um, you know, issues with sugar and burns and whatnot. So I have to be on my toes at all times, or that's why we take food handler, right? They take the test, they have to pass it with a 90 just to get in. I mean, and we've been, yeah, we've been doing that for a long time, and it's the safety of a commercial kitchen. You know, and also of, you know, mopping the kitchen and you're not going to leave it for me because I've already, I've already done the dirty. I've already worked in the dish pit when all the electricity went off at a restaurant and we have a full house, you know, so what do you, what do you do there? Let's hope you had a headlight. Let's (laughs) something to keep you company. We we tried because service goes on. It just keeps going. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's how business is done. You got to keep Correct. getting the money coming in and you got to be strategic and creative and be a troubleshooter. And that's something right. that you're teaching. Absolutely. Um, with the one more thing about the social media and Gen Z, like yeah. because I just, I mean, my algorithm is a lot of food and a lot of restaurant going, but also just people consuming and cooking. Do you think that that's creating more appeal for your classroom or making students more intentional about what they do in your classroom because they want to share it on social media or how does social media tie in to what you're teaching and what your students are doing right now? You know, it's not going to go away. And that's kind of what we've decided like as teachers and an admin team here at school. And um, I'm a no cell phone classroom, Mm -hmm. so they cannot be on their cell phone at all. I am, I work bell to bell 90 minutes, but when they, ta- when they have a product, yes, I want them to take a picture. Yeah. I want them to see, you know, hey, and share it and say what I'm doing. But it's also, you know, watching all these videos and seeing what are people eating? Why are they eating? But then we talk about a lot how social media can ruin a restaurant. Yes. Social media, people are um, very harsh when, you know, first thing they're going to do is pull out their phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I'm, I'm to blame, right? If I have a gorgeous dish, I'm going to take a picture. But then I sit there and I go, what would it be like if I just ate dinner? Yeah. And it's like, you have to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, and every single day, something is new, mm-hmm. right? I had these amazing, amazing black oyster mushrooms. I posted oh. them the other night. Yes. Um, you made a risotto, didn't you? Oh my God. They were fabulous. And they are um, from a farm in Af- or in Gainesville, where my husband's family is from. And it is called, uh, the farm that they come from, right? Mm-hmm. It's called Green Box Mushrooms. Cool. And they are hydroponic. So I, I brought one, some to school and the kids say, what is hydroponic? Well, yeah. they're so clean because they're in water right? Mm -hmm. And then the taste of these mushrooms. And it's just, so the kids learn all these different things and then they get on and they go, oh, well, what's the new trend, you know, of TikTok or Mm -hmm. what's the new drink at Starbucks, you know, or what's the, 
sandwich, you know, at Chick-fil-A or, you know, what it may be, but social media is not going away, but how are we going to embrace it yeah. to be positive? Yeah. Pulling out your phone and recording a waitress that is having a horrific bad day. You don't know what's going on. Or, you know, the people that say, I'm not leaving a tip. That's oh. all the money that people get. And me and you had this conversation the yeah. other night at Super Rica. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, you don't need to leave 25 to 30%, but you are obligated. And so I talk to students about that all the time. Mm -hmm. And that is in your budget. When you go out to eat, it should be in your mind. I am spending this amount of money because servers only get what two thirty-five an hour or whatever it yeah. is now. I know. You know so, well, and Georgia law and then doesn't they really share. protect, mm -hmm. right? And they tip share. So if I've got an essay, you know, I've got a lot of my kids work at Kaiser's Chop yeah. House, and shout out to Peter Kaiser and Kevin, you yeah. know, for putting that together. And we go there a lot, but they're essays, so they help, you know, with the water, with the bread, clear their table. That is your server right hand. Yeah. So if you treat them well, then they'll, you know, treat you well as well. I mean, you know, I walk into many places and my martini's already shaken. That's uh, service, honey. That's service. That is <laughs> what happens when Elisa Oliver comes through your doors, though. You get that martini on the rocks. Or, yes, yes. on the rocks. Jesus, uh, what am I well, talking about? Well, we're thinking about, because you're thinking about a margarita. I was thinking, thinking about, about Super Rica. I'm thinking about on the rocks. Right, <laughs> right. I, just mixing my M cocktails. But, That's um... Okay that's that's part of it it's it's respect it's thinking and having empathy for other people it's understanding different levels of this industry it's also understanding the behind the scenes of the actual food products the sourcing the waste it's just it extends to every industry on every level and it's right. just such integral knowledge well, well okay yeah yeah i mean it, it's hard you know and it's also we have to respect those because a lot of those people have a full-time job during the day and then they come yeah. at night and they are serving, you know, so, um, you know, kindness. I have this huge, huge sign in my room that says, be a nice human. And yeah. at the end of the day, that's really all, you know, that I try to get these kids respect and, you know, understanding others. Yeah. And they need that training when social media doesn't always train in that way. Correct. And that's what they're consuming most of the time. Absolutely. But, I want to switch gears a little bit into okay. some fun culinary questions because I, I mean, I don't have like a demographic profile of everybody who listens to this podcast. I would imagine okay. a lot of people are interested in food if they know me or want to listen to what I have to say, but I still think there are a lot of gaps in knowledge of just random topics of culinary. So I looked up some frequently asked questions about cooking. And okay. so I just thought I wanted to get your thoughts and take on a couple of things because I have my thoughts, but the people need to know. And if you don't know, here you go. All okay. right. So first I have just five for you. One, do you salt your pasta water? Yes or no? And why? <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know, this is like, do you put water on your pasta to cool it down? Um, you know, everything has to be seasoned. Mm -hmm. I do. And I'm a big kosher salt. You know, my students go, that's Jewish salt. No, it's not. Kosher salt <laughs> is three molecules that dissipates very quickly. Yes. So I actually, I taste my flour before I put my chicken that I'm going to fry in it once I season it. So yes, I do. I also feel like you know, it keeps the rolling bowl. There's another word, boil, yeah. but bowl, you know, <laughs> in there. And then therefore I, it's already a little bit seasoned, but I do, I, I know I'm off topic. I don't salt my sauces or soups until the very, very end. Okay. Because okay. as they reduce, it gets stronger, but pasta More concentrated. Water, sure. Mm -hmm. Salt it or don't salt it, but I do. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it's really, all right. You salt it. That's what the people need to know. There's a, right. there are some nuances to it and right. you can do what you're doing, but like, all right, I just yeah. wanted but to my know three favorite foods that I couldn't live without are salt, butter, and lemon. So, I mean, you know, it's one oh. of those things. Oh, I'm right there with you, but also bread. Yes. Um, okay. Controversial to the public, but not for people who have ever taken a culinary class, but I think it's important to talk about. And okay. I, I have a story uh -oh. to go with this too. Okay. Do you wash your chicken before cooking? Oh my God. Look, 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 you know, 
I'm a Housewives fan and I will never forget yeah. when Housewives of OC yes. she stuck that thing in the sink with soap. Absolutely Ugh. not. Ugh. It is a no, 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 no. And this is why. A, one out of four chickens have salmonella. Okay, let's just yeah. call it like it is. And if you're washing a chicken, you are now splashing that water. Yep. With salmonella or not, whatever, into your sink, onto your counter. Why mm -hmm. are we washing the chicken? And here's the thing. On my test today, it was A, B, C, D. You want your chicken to be firm, right? Yep. So when you stick your thumb in it, it should bounce back. It yep. should be under 41 degrees. There yes. should not be a sweet, sticky smell to it. Ew. There should not be, um, you know, dark wing tips or dark around the neck. So why are you washing it? If you're washing it, that tells me something is wrong with your chicken to begin with. Yep. yep. My answer is no. Absolutely freaking not. I am, I mean, agreed. I like, I, and I'm just saying anybody who's ever taken a culinary class of any kind and like, I am not as practiced as Elisa in all of the ways, but I do have a degree in dietetics and have taken food service classes, but I would never, ever wash my chicken for the same reasons as you. But I actually went to an influencer dinner a couple years ago, and this influencer went on a rant about, I've been to your house, or like, not to me, to somebody else saying like, I've been to your house, and I didn't see you wash that chicken, so I didn't eat your chicken. I'm like, you need to go, you need to go take a class or something, because if I saw somebody washing a chicken, I wouldn't want to eat their chicken. It's I so would just weird. Say, I would ask, yeah, why, what are you doing? Are you trying to clear some, you know, a lot of people... So this is not good either, but if it smells or it's bad chicken, some people think, oh, I can just put it in lemon water. No, <clears throat> you need to throw it away. So yeah. chicken is not one of those things that you go, ah, I'll just cut it up and put it in a quiche. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, that's like, oh, okay, my asparagus, it's the last day of the avocado, mash it up and put it in a smoothie. You don't yeah. do that with chicken. You don't just go, oh, this smells awful. Let me wash it. Mm -mm. You know, it, it makes no sense. It's a no. We're going to not eat old meat. We're going to stop that habit right there. Anybody listening? Stop it. It stinks. Stop it. Throw it out. It's Correct. enough. And Absolutely check those enough. expirations before you well, get it. Well, that's the thing. It's like yeah. on sale. Let me tell you why it's on sale, you know, oh. Pam. It's because, <laughs> you know, like they, they don't, uh, no, no. I, I mean, that's going to be a whole night thing. No, okay. it's just, Absolutely. let's not kill anybody. Let's not hurt yourself. Like right. let's, let's be cautious about something Correct. that's called. And, and if you're meat. concerned about that, then go buy IQF individually quick frozen chicken that is yep. already, you know, done. And then you just, whatever. Yes. IQF yeah. best way to get your seafood too. Right. It's Absolutely. that's how you can trust it. Okay. Yes. Two more or well, two ish. Um, okay. How do you cut an avocado? I have my technique. Everybody's a little different, but how do you teach your kids how to cut an avocado? Well, I teach the children to, put a, um, you know, towel underneath the avocado and then the knife because they will go th straight through. Oh, but God, yeah. what, what do you mean cut the avocado? You mean like uh, dice, like what's your slice? Process? What, what, what am well, I let's making? Say, okay, let's say we're doing slices, but like opening it up, taking the pit okay. out, what's the yeah, process? So I'm, I mean, chef's knife and I just yeah. go straight down the middle and turn it and I open it, mm -hmm. twist opposite ways. The knife yeah. goes into the pit, yeah. out it goes. Yeah. Um, and then... I personally like to take the skin off yep. and put it flat side down and then with the knife, very, very, very small slices and then fan it out. Okay. But cool. all my food, I have to garnish. I mean, it's like the other night we're making risotto <laughs> and my husband's like, okay. And I'm putting the parsley, you know, and making sure that the, you know, I've got one grilled black oyster on the top and he's like, can we just, you know. So, Hello. but yeah, it yeah. has to be pretty. It has to be, first. Yeah. You we eat, eat with your eyes, eyes first. first. Absolutely. But if I'm yes. making guac, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm dicing it inside the skin and then I'm just mm -hmm. scooping it out. Okay. I do the same process. I've right. seen a lot of different variations. Is there on another TikTok way? And I don't understand. I've seen people cut through the pit all the way down. Absolutely and I'm like, not. that, that is doesn't, that is a why? prone to injury right there. First of all, that's an issue. Second of all, it 
if you're it's like people that eat sunflower seeds, like the whole entire thing, you know, I'll sit at the yeah. Braves game and be like, you're supposed oh. to spit that out. And I don't understand where it goes. So yeah, they go to the ER no after. after. Damn. Right. Yeah. right. Talk no about point. an asshole I, problem. I, I mean, oh. <laughs> that is not, you yeah. are sadistic. If you are oh. eating a full sunflower seed, oh, that is yeah. terrible. I have, I have friends that eat the full boiled peanut, the whole thing. People. People need uh, to so cutting grip. through an avocado pit is about the same thing. I, I yeah. disagree. I've never even seen that. I, I'm going to look it up now. I saw it on TikTok and they were like, did you know that the inside of the avocado pit has more avocado and you should cut it and scoop it out? And I was like, let's not and say, okay, we cheapskates. You know uh, yeah, what I mean? Like, like people that like what, shower in their clothes. I mean, no. let's, just, <laughs> let's move on. You know, I, I don't and go through the car wash in their clothes and then go hundred percent. Right. Yes. 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 That yes. is completely unnecessary. All right. Yeah, one more okay. is can you freeze cheese? And I know this is a multi-layered question. Absolutely. For you. Yeah. Absolutely. But I will say I would only freeze grated cheese. Okay. Now, is it gonna be the same product that you had prior? Mm -mm. Absolutely not. You know, and that's just like um, when you freeze things with salt, the salt, the ice crystals get in or whatever. Mm -hmm. I am a massive believer in freezing. That could be an yeah. entire another podcast. Yes. Um, I buy a bunch of chicken that I don't wash. <clears throat> and, you know, I get the breasts and I pound them out and I put them in Ziplocs and then I freeze them flat. And then whenever we want something, yeah. you know, I do that. It's ready to go. I bread all of my eggplant for eggplant parm. And then I IQF it and put it in the freezer if I ever want it. So, yeah. Freeze cheese. Why? That's my first question. If it like, let's say, you know, you're not going to eat a block of cheese and you know, it's going to go moldy or something. I'm you already opened it. it. I'm going to grate it first. Yep. I'm not going to cube it. I'm not going to freeze the entire block. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grate it first. Okay. You know, am I going to freeze, you know, sweet grass, dairy, tomei? Absolutely not. Yes. I'm going to eat that as girl dinner, you know, and yes, like, you know, girl dinner. <laughs> and, you know, and that'll be it with a bottle of wine and some wheat thins or something. But, um, yeah, oh, I mean, why not great. like freeze it? But my thing is too, you know, freeze it and know that it's there. I yep. think people, um, I just got a new deep freezer. She's gorgeous. Um, you know, and it's, it's up and down and I've got clear bins and people go to the store and don't do inventory. Yeah. So do inventory prior to going to the store and know what you have and look around the house. I do it every single night. I mean, I made risotto because I had everything there. So what do I have to make a meal and mm -hmm. do it on Sunday and go through your entire house and then say, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this is what we're eating, but I might need to pick up, you know, basil or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. But, you know, FIFO is first in, first out. So yes. if you're not going to eat that cheese, then whip up a quiche and, you know, put that in the freezer. I mean, totally. I just don't. I mean, why am I freezing cheese? Unless I, yeah. I, you got to grate it and then mark it and use it. But you, you know, make sure that you know what you're using it for and don't leave it in there. Well, and like you said, you're not going to freeze like a goat cheese or a brie or something like that. You ha It has to be like a medium or firm cheese for it, to, like a cheddar or like a, um, you right. know, I even mean, the, moisture grated, in a the moisture in the freezer can get into the water molecules of the cheese and, you know, and also it's going to mold probably quicker when you pull it out. So, yeah. Um, or a whole bag, just put the whole bag of shredded cheddar. If it's on sale, and you know, you want to be Susie Saver, go grab <laughs> two or three bags and put two bags in the freezer and don't open them yet. You know, that's fine. Great. I'm going to go BOGO at Publix after this Absolutely. and just pack it all in the freezer. You know, my husband the other day said, you don't have to buy both. It's, I said, it's buy one, get one. He goes, but you don't have to get the other one. And I'm like, but I do. <laughs> but I they do. are tempting me and it is in front of me. So I'm Correct. going to thank you right. though, for right. your exactly. input. That's like kids air forces. He's like, yeah. why do you have so many shoes? They're kids. They're cheaper. What do I do? Yeah. I mean, you have small feet, like you're an economical right. person and you're saving Absolutely. him so much money on your so food costs. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. no, in your, in your at home food costs, I'm sure that you are a saver when you go out to eat, you are a spender, but like you're right. just balancing life in that way. It's, fine. but I mean, it's like my post the other day. If you have not tried bear, B-A-R-E chicken mm -hmm. nuggets, uh -huh. they taste identical to Chick-fil-A. 
And now they're at Publix, they're at Costco. Oh my gosh, pop them in the air fryer and my children eat them with the Chick-fil-A sauce and you would never know. We had a life hack. They are fabulous. Or even do the um, ketchup and seemingly ranch if you want to be like Taylor Swift at the Travis Kelsey game. Travis oh, yeah. Game, the Chiefs. I don't know. Just, I know. you know, hot topic of the moment. Yes. Okay, oh, huge hot topic. He's hot. Huge hot topic. Yes. yes. I mean, we can get into that offline. But okay. all right, moving <laughs> into your like external food budget, and then we're going to wrap up. I promise I won't hold you hostage in your own kitchen for much longer. It's but I need now. to know three Atlanta food takes for you. First, where is your like guilty pleasure meal in Atlanta? Or where do you go when you're like, I just really. I want to like blow off steam and just eat at this place or I just crave this place constantly and it's my go-to. I keep coming back to it. What's, what do you think? What comes to mind? Oh man. You want one place? Just one for that. Just one. Okay. So I'm going to be honest and it's not, it's so underrated, but it is a dish that I actually dream about. And I love, (sighs) I live in Sandy Springs, but I love Kaiser's. Okay. Yes. And I love a steak. And Peter and his team do fabulous steaks and their duck is amazing. If you have not tried the duck, it's got farro. It is fabulous. Yum. But his bolognese pepperdale pasta is one of my guiltiest pleasures. Um, I have two little girls, like I said, and before I had both of them the night before, um, I indulge and it is, he won't give me the recipe, which I've asked many times, um, but it is <laughs> a Pepperdale bolognese that is just comforting. It is fabulous. Bo will pair a nice, big, bold red wine. And it's just one of those things that is comfort food, but also, you know, you, you go to a chop house and it's yeah. not something every time that I'm like, oh, I'm thinking of it. I dream about that dish. I mean, it's just, wow. it's, it's fabulous. And um, you know, it's one of those things where it's even better when you take half home and eat it late night or eat it the next mm. day. And it's just something that is a comfort food, you know, to me where I do, I mean, I, I dream about it. And I have a hack for you. Okay. Don't you have some students that are stodging there? Get uh, them that, to that get your recipe for you. But Peter won't care. I mean, I okay. All right. Well, you need a little but, spy yeah. action on that. Right. But, but that, I mean, that's he cooks it for a very pleasure. long time, you know, and it's, it's yeah. the pork, butt, and he does it. I mean, and it's just, it is fantastic. Yum. Okay. I haven't had that there and that's mm. going to be on my list. Mm. All right. What is the best restaurant that you've eaten recently? It doesn't have to be Atlanta based. It could be a travel restaurant if you want, but Atlanta would be cool, but there's definitely... There's listeners from all over. I was looking at my listener chart today. We have listeners in like South Africa, Zambia, uh, Switzerland. So, you know, listen up, everybody. There's some good food around here. Fabulous. And if you have not been, I dream about this too, literally ever since we went for the first time. Um, Chef Santiago opened Palo Santo. And it's on the west side. And it's Mexico meets Georgia. And downstairs is the dining room and it is fabulous and upstairs is dj and outside and you can see the entire you know downtown and Beltline. and his food is so fresh it is one of my favorite places to go a margaritas are fabulous tequila mm. is one of my favorites and that's on the um, rocks yes and yes on the <laughs> rocks um, and they have a tequila cart but they just opened up brunch and right. so on, you know, we went last week and I, their guacamole is out of this world. At dinner, they have platas bravas, you know, which is the potatoes in this mm. big bowl and they mix them at the table. Mm. Um, and I had the fish tacos, which were fantastic for brunch um, and the churros for dessert, which had dried roses. So they're pink. <sighs> on the outside and they come with this dolce de leche and this vanilla ice cream. Oh man. Holy. Um, it's so good. But oh my God. cauliflower. Mm-hmm. He roasts the cauliflower whole and okay. this is on the dinner menu. And then he roasts it in the oven and then he hangs it above the wood fire. And a you get miso- that char on the oh, bottom. The char. And a miso caramel. So they have <laughs> it for your plate with a um, jalapeno 
um, cilantro sauce on the plate, and then they glaze it with a miso caramel. Stop it right now. It's one of the best things. I've ordered it every single time we go. And it is one of those restaurants where you cannot not go. You've you've got to go see it. I mean, it is, it's gorgeous. The ambiance is fabulous. It is a great view, but the food is fantastic. The service is on point every single time. And you just, it is so fresh. Their fish tacos come with butter, lettuce, and a radish and an entire side of Branzino. And then you make that taco. It's just, it's fantastic. I can't say. And it's a beautiful restaurant too. It's beautiful. Yeah. And um, chef's concept is just it's amazing. And so bringing Mexico with Georgia grown ingredients is fantastic. So check out brunch and dinner there. It is a that great meeting time. spot and good margaritas. Okay. I'm yes. going to tell Elliot, book me that reservation because okay. I need that. Yes. Also, like miso is one of my favorite umami flavors of Well, this, this miso earth. caramel is yeah. to die for. Okay. I mean, I'm sold a hundred percent. Also anything that you say that is good, I trust <laughs> immediately and inherently. So I appreciate yeah. these pro bono reps here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Last one, okay. which restaurant is on your radar to try? You haven't had it yet, but you're like, dang, I got to try it. For me, there's a, I think I'm going to go tomorrow, this place, Yakitori Kona, in Virginia Highland. It's owned by MF Sushi. And it's a new, like, you know, the yakitori skewers, they have like different meats and seafoods and veggies on skewers. And it's really good cocktails, very sexy vibe in there. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, But I didn't know if anything is on your radar, if you're planning on anything. Um, I really like Ford Fry. Yeah. Oh, Little um, Sparrow. You know, when I moved, this is so funny. When yeah. I moved to Atlanta and I was moving here for this guy, my family's <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, and I said, he's worth it. You know, I dated a lot of frogs. This is a prince. And, <laughs> and we went to JCT with my grandfather, one of our last meals when, before he passed away. Aww. And JCT, I, I dream about their deviled eggs. Well, when <sighs> I heard they were closing, I'm going, okay. I don't understand what's going on, what is happening, but mm-hmm. Ford Fry's got to have something up his sleeve. And yeah, me and Chef Fry talk a lot. Well, I go to Super Rica a lot. <laughs> and, um, you know, Optimus is fabulous. All of his concepts are great. Mm-hmm. But Little Sparrow and Bar Blanc set, I mean, I just, yes. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about to see, you know, what is he putting through? What I love St. Cecilia. I love yeah. Little Ray and Marcel. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, the bread service. I mean, it's just every little concept that he puts together. So I'm excited about that. Now I'm yes. ready to see that. I know his soft opening already happened or it is. Happening. I think it's this weekend. Well, right. when yes. this podcast comes out, it will be, it will yeah. have just happened. Right. But- and so excited to see what he's doing because his concepts are always, I think, 10 out of park. 10. And, yeah. And they're always new and exciting. And I like going to a place like Pat Scarella, right? And mm-hmm. when he opened Bastone and now Gran is here and Dunwoody, a mozzarella bar, you know, yes. those places, it's like, I want to go and experience something new every single time. Totally. But then I like, I like the classics, right? Brooklyn Cafe never changes their menu and that's why I like it. So And they got your martini ready. That's one of them. I know in. it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah, I'm excited about Ford Fry's new adventure with that. So I am too. And Elisa, I think that's a good place to round out. I think that's where we're going to meet up next is Absolutely. we're going to do a little Sparrow night. Yes. And I'm yes. probably going to just like, we might either have to do it on a weekend or I'm going to have to take off work the next day because... We yes. know how to have a good time together. Exactly. I'll put it that way. Yeah, that's great. And now everybody listening can know what a great time Elisa is. And also that besides just being an awesome person through and through and instilling skills into students that they can carry with them the rest of their lives, no matter, no matter if they become an accountant, they're still going to take with you the things that they have learned in your 4,000 square foot classroom and right. all of the things. Like, it's just so cool. I'm just, I feel like our, our paths have crossed for several years. I mean, I've known you probably like six, seven years or so around there, probably 2017, 2016 area. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah. And I was I'm here just three years. Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Time flies. But it's like, I feel grateful that you are on my path of us knowing each other. And I, I just love everything you're doing. So, well, thank, thank you so you. much. And thank I really you. appreciate this. It's always a fun time. Oh, it's so fun. Okay. Well, before we go, tell us where, where we can support you, social website, soup sale, et cetera. Um, how, how can people find you and support what you're doing? So our high school Instagram is RICS culinary and, um, my personal, I mm -hmm. usually put there, um, yeah. Elisa Lear, uh, but yeah, we are, um, Riverwood high school and I've been here 10 years and, um, we're always doing something. So Pro Start, um, ACF, NRAF. Um, we are always busy with caterings and you know supporting our community all through Atlanta and especially in Sandy Springs. So amazing. Um, yeah, thank we'll you. We'll so put much. all of that in the bio too. But um, thank you so much for taking the time out of a busy, busy, busy schedule and being on here with me. And I'm just excited to see what else is up your sleeve because there's a lot going on. There's a um, lot going on. Yeah. Always a lot going on. And I'll <laughs> yeah. see you at Little Sparrow next time. But absolutely. Thank you, Elisa. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode of Sky's the Limit, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow along in the meantime on Instagram at sky.estroff or sky-estroff.com. See you next week.